Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. You've either stumbled on us or you've sought us out, so we're happy about that. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Karen. We're two ex-evangelical Christians, and we've known each other since we were one years old and always been cut-ups, always laughing, um, always a little immature when we're with each other. So when we both realized we were totally out of the church, oh, did we have a lot to talk about. So even if you're a Christian or you're a Jewish rabbi or you're just butt-dialed somehow this podcast, hopefully you'll find it educational and entertaining because we talk about um, religion, the conmen of it, scandals, weird things that go on in the church. Funny things that happen to us. Exactly. Um, I just want to hear somebody butt dial a podcast. It's possible. <laughs> you know why I know it's possible? I was, oh, no. We were out eating with someone, and my <laughs> husband had told him about podcasts, and he's like, the only thing is, and he gets up his phone, I can be walking for five miles, and someone, <laughs> you know, stops to talk to me, I, and he pokes his finger at his phone. I don't know how to stop the damn thing. <laughs> So the podcast just goes, and if he misses, like, the crux of the murder he's listening to, he Uh just, yeah, he misses it. Oh, I love the rewind button. I don't think he knows about it. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, uh, there was something else you said in there, like how we're immature when we're together, and I'm like... I guess you never see me when we're not together because <laughs> I'm fine on my own being immature. But um, we do want to thank the listeners. This is just phenomenal to me that people are listening and saying lovely things and hopefully enjoying, you know, finding a little community. It's great. They're sharing. They're sending direct messages and emails and it's a blast Everyone's so, you know, respectful and fun and not attacking other people. It's great. I know. I think that that's the kind of person, though, that sees the humor in organized anythings, you know. Because we have to, we should be honest and tell everyone (laughs) we're really scared of confrontation (laughs) and of anyone being, well, actually, so... That's why we love the listeners we have all the more. So, Right. And don't be a shit stirrer. That's right. Or <laughs> a shit pile, which I like to Aww. say. So there's breaking news in the whole Christian, non-Christian, ex-evangelical, whatever you want to call it. Well, particularly the purity. Yes. Movement. So it. We're not going to do this episode on it, but we're just going to keep our ears open for whatever news breaks, because it's only been out two days that Joshua Harris, who wrote Kiss Dating Goodbye, um, that was huge in the 90s. So you and I sort of missed that whole purity movement, but he was the center of it. So if you were going to say one person's the center of Christian music and you'd be like Amy Grant, you know, like she's Uh, the face of that or Christian finance stuff is Dave Ramsey. He has his own 
show and a lot of people don't even know he's Christian in a way. And Mm -hmm. Joshua Harris would be the purity culture guru guy because he wrote this book and all these churches adopted it. And it was pretty much like, don't date, you know, you can maybe court. um, Yeah, well, sure. That, that lowers their problems immensely. Whose problems? Of the youth leader. Like, don't date. This is great. They're all going to sit there, laugh at my jokes, you know, have lock-ins and not get pregnant. Although I'm going to talk about all the things you shouldn't do, even though this is a definitive book, every time you come to church. So that you leave always being shamed about your (laughs) sexuality. So it, um, I guess it screwed up a lot of people. And I didn't realize, I, I don't know if it was a year or two ago, he wrote a statement saying, I was totally wrong and I want this book out of print. Um, right. Yeah. And it's so he's obviously had a change of plan. But the breaking news is that he and his wife are divorcing. And man, the headlines, it's it's really you really got to be particular when you choose to name something, because um, what was that show? Everybody hates Chris. And then he was like, that was a terrible name because all the headlines were, we agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think, you know what, in the article I read, it said they were separating. And I don't know if we need to distinguish those two things. Oh, I saw divorce and that they are separating. But who knows? It can all be whichever article I read. But the whole idea was, you know, the purity guy kissing marriage goodbye, you know. So, right. oh. um, but the I people went and they looked on the wife's Instagram page, and it looks like she's at least deconverting out of evangelical Christianity. Who mm-hmm. knows what he's doing? And there are people saying, "Good, you know, that'll show everybody," and I want him to disappear. And I thought, we're a group of, at least I was, because I was a missionary and all that, of people who totally bought into all the zealot dogma and believed it wholeheartedly. And he was just the same. You know, he was just someone who was really pressing that. So I hope he doesn't disappear. I hope he ends up on the Today Show. I hope he ends up on you know, everywhere where he can say, and by the way, my ideas that I push forward about purity culture really damage people. So, yeah. And how old was he when he wrote that? I know he must have been super young because it was like 20 years ago and he looked 30. I don't know. But no, he was like, super young. I don't know how much advice we should ever take from somebody who's that young. I agree. I mean, unless they're in the military and telling us to go somewhere. and Wouldn't we need to be in the military, too, though? Well, I mean, I'm thinking more like the National Guard in time of emergency. Oh, I see you know. that you're, you're already <laughs> looking towards what Trump has done <laughs> while we've been recording this podcast. This week, we're talking about the power team, which is probably my favorite little strange group, at least in the regular evangelical world. Because, 
we're not talking out and out cults here with all their weird stuff. We're talking about mainstream. If you want to be president, you got to say you're one religion. And I will paint you a picture because I don't know if you were there when we were going to our Southern Baptist church, but I was either in junior high or just beginning high school, but I have a feeling it was junior high. Wait, what do you mean we were going to our Southern Baptist church? When you and your family, you and I, when we and when the power team came into my life. No, I missed this entirely. No, no, you weren't going that day. That day you were sinful, but we were, (laughs) we were still on. Let let me put it this way. They were still looking for our tithing at that point. You were on the rolls is what I mean. (laughs) But you might not have been there. I think it was early. Like how old? I don't know. I think it was like maybe sophomore year. Okay, I was going to say um, that I was in middle school. Oh, then well, then I'm not that much older. Um, that yeah, I wasn't I wasn't hanging around church that much in middle school. So that could have been. That's what I'm thinking it was. And all right. we knew is, you know, come. I don't know if it was a Wednesday night, a Sunday night. It definitely wasn't a Sunday morning. We didn't play that shit. We wore pantyhose, everything was, you know, dressy and formal on Sunday mornings. So this would have been another time. And we were all excited. All the kids, I think, got to sit sort of in the front. And all of a sudden in the sanctuary, they somehow either had a screen or something in the back where they got to reflect or they either they hung up a sign or something that said power team. Mm -hmm. And like that laser lightning bolt, you know, font. Yeah. And there was blue. And then all of a sudden you heard this triumphant music. And in those (laughs) days, that just means a boom box brought in by, you know, one of the middle age ushers who, you know. (laughs) But I think their thing was bigger than that. Bigger than a boom box. I don't know. I I think of it as in those days it wasn't a huge it, it was like this mismatch of um not being totally up to par as far as a performance which so, is what made it memorable. So, here's a question. Was it in the sanctuary? I'm picturing it being in the sanctuary. Cuz if it was in the sanctuary, we had quite a, the AV equipment, you know? We so did. it could have been fairly, you know, decent presentation. I will not argue you on this point. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a full band. I cannot recall. <laughs> but I do know that there was triumphant music that would be just like, you know, Jesus raising from the dead music that, you know, you'd always pull out around Easter where it's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> right. um, and these guys came out in really ugly sort of, you know, weightlifting stuff and matching surf shorts and, you know, just sort of a mismatched group of meatheads. <laughs> and... 
if you're going to say, oh, maybe they were smart, I'm not giving up on my, I'm holding tight to that. Because they came out and all of a sudden they would be doing feats of strength. They would (laughs) bend um, frying pans. They would karate chop boards. They Uh would break, you know, big sticks. I don't know what it is. I know because I was doing some research. I watched some of those too. I can't, I don't know for sure if that was back in the 80s because these look more current, but maybe. Um, Well, somebody said that they would bend like rebar in their teeth. Oh, God. They just did all this stuff and they they ripped phone books. They ripped phone books. And they like to do local ones from the (laughs) research I did. But what was really funny is that this was an organization, and they would travel from church to church and do these things. And at the end, after their performance, there would be one of the guys would give like a testimony or a little sermon and make it all cool and down with people and get everyone in on it. And then they would make their money from the church, like an offering would be handed around or whatever it is. But it's to attract the young kids and for everything to be all cool and for you to invite your friends. Because once you said, hey, there are going to be these bodybuilders (laughs) and they break things, you know, all your friends are like, I'm sure I'll go, especially in our day when Parents didn't even know where their kids were and didn't care. So you could just be like, hey, the so-and-so's parents are going to pick me up and I'm going to be, you know, parents are like, all right, um, eat your Salisbury steak and then you can go. (laughs) Oh, gross. Eat your hungry man named Frozen Dinner. (laughs) Did did you want me to tell other things that they did? Because I know a couple others. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... It makes sense that this would have been an evening thing, like a Wednesday, in my guess, because they would go to schools during the day, and they would do presentations that were like, be powerful, and um, we can do all these things, but what you really want to do is come to the night show. And so they would promote the night shows and not mention anything about Jesus in the school because of the separation of church and state. And so then they would get the kids to want to go to the night show where even more things would happen. And that's when they would, uh, you know, bait really and switch them into the gospel. Yep. Put down the hammer. Get it? Right. Yeah. They bent hammers. <laughs> but Oh, and there's the other one. Remember the other one? They blew up hot water bottles. Yeah. So I was going to say the videos I watched of some recent ones. Yeah. Blew up hot water bottles. They would shake um, Sprite Zero cans and then crush them, and it would go on people in the audience, either at the Hmm. schools or whatever. And this guy went through this whole thing of why they use Sprite Zero, because it has no sugar that's sticky. Right. And it's clear (laughs) uh, and all that stuff. They would, yeah, bend the rebar, and then they would also break baseball bats. And this one guy said— To impress people, he was like, do you know, we are the highest purchaser of baseball bats behind Major League Baseball. And I'm like, that's not bragging, right? 
I don't understand, but it, that's somebody, somebody in the comments on one of the websites I was reading when they were talking about breaking all the baseball bats, the guy was like, we used to have a baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you think when they were blowing up those red hot water bottles that there was a seam in the middle and they all looked like big Kardashian butts. butts. I know. Butts. And it was almost like a little like, oh, God, like this is getting like a little. Uh, it's, it looked dirty. It did. Looked very dirty. I know. And it occur- I was thinking like, okay, do you really have to be strong to blow up a, wa- you know, a hot water bottle or just push it past a certain point and then it start I don't know. So or, I looked it up and apparently you do. You have to have really big lung capacity right. and upper chest strength. But do you also have to be dumb enough to one day be like I am going to try and blow up my mother's hot water <laughs> bottle? Cuz my whole thing is the origin story. How in the world Uh, So this is what I picture the power team doing in the 80s. One guy has got his really low tank top. He's got his jams on. He's going to the gym. And he's a Christian, of course. um, And he's got his cross. And then there's another guy who's like, hey, you want to spot me, man? And then he spots him. But as the guy's doing his bench presses, the other guy who's holding it, it keeps the bar clicks on his little necklace. And then the other guy pressing looks at the necklace, sees a cross, and it's like, are you Christian too, bro? And they decide to go and have a veggie juice after. They talk about how much they love Jesus, and then they figure out this whole thing. Because how... How to monetize what they do. In the world. Yeah. You're like, how in the world? This has been going on how many years? Yeah. Here's the thing. The guy who started it is John Jacobs. And Jingleheimer Schmidt. Is that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. So John Jacobs is the one who started the power team. Um and when you said when you said how long has this been going on in one of the articles that i was reading the power team people um i think that the guy said uh there are some uh, some 40 knockoff groups 40 oh my god that's that's, crazy. that's pretty amazing um okay here it is it says oh this is on their website um it's called Todd Keen he was like the the lieutenant uh, to John Jacobs. To, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, he was the guy who knew how to do everything once John Jacobs left, and we'll talk about that in a did, second. Did they call him a lieutenant? No, but oh, you know, good, good. okay, that's all right. I I get my terminology from Greece. Okay, you know? I gotcha. Like John Travolta was the lieutenant, Kanicki when he you know got hit in the head. Okay, so John yeah. drove. So then Todd took over. Todd Keen. Um, but on their actual website, they talk about 
um, going and doing their presentations at businesses and schools. And it's funny because they don't really mention Jesus anywhere in the presentation materials that they're sending to, or, you know, that they want businesses to read about. Right. And it says, why choose the power team over other strength teams? And that was my thought was <laughs> other strength teams. We got to get a strength team in here. Who's got one? Shelly? Melissa? <laughs> And then it says, at our last count, we've seen 40-plus knockoff groups that do similar things to the power teams. But we are the original. We started this ministry almost 40 years ago, have been through just about any situation under the sun. I bet they have. Yeah. Um, It says, and we know what we're doing. And they do. That's the thing is, as I was reading this about what they do for businesses and, and schools, you know, all it is, it's, they're just another athlete going out there and telling people like, look, you can do things and just being inspirational. And then they decide to share their belief. So on their own, you know, it's something because it is something to see those, those feet. Oh, it's, it's quite interesting. (laughs) And there's, one thing that um, I think they broke a, a world record, so they can also put that in their little business thing, too. Yep. And it was breaking the most bats behind someone's back. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. I guess I could be in the world record from, you know, throwing his, the most sandals in the bathtub. I mean, if he gets specific enough, you're going to get in that book. Right. And um, uh, also on, on the website, it says, how do I know the power team members are drug free? And he says, to our knowledge, we're the only feats of strength ministry that actually performs <laughs> random drugs. I'm trying to get there. Random Drug testing on all our members, which I like that because I dated a guy who looked really great with a certain amount of muscles. And then a little bit later, all of a sudden, more of them came. And I'm like, that is gross. Yeah. That's not nice to say it's gross. But given that they were obtained with the juice. Well, to most women who are attracted to men, that's very true. Like, there's enough statistics that... There's a big misunderstanding about where then women are like, no, that's gross. Um, Yeah, too much is is different than you know a good amount. Yeah, we just enough to make me think that you can kick someone's butt if they get in a fight with me in a bar. (laughs) Right, (laughs) which has also happened when they're like. I said, pay that bill, young lady. <laughs> when I pick a fight with someone in a bar, you have to be able <laughs> kick to them in the shin, and them. if you can't, and then still get me home. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw uh, a video of them, and it was just like two guys, and it was. Uh, awkward. So those who have been in the church before understand that people up on stage or behind the pulpit, it's a one-way street. They talk, you listen, there's no interaction. And so this is almost like an interactive situation where they're doing things and they're trying to get audiences involved 
and right. clap and stuff, and they it makes it sort of an awkward, doesn't flow really well situation. So there were two of the guys up there, and one is like, and now Chad is going to come, and he's going to do this thing where he breaks it on his back, and the guy, like, talks to him, and he's like, oh, oh, he tore his peck. He's not going to do this, and but <laughs> I'm going to do it. And they're, like, trying to joke, but I'm feeling secondhand embarrassment just watching the video, which I guess is their you know what occurred to me though is they said that they've been doing this for about 40 years we were on the ground floor of this and when you look at their videos now it's much more polished than what you're describing the one that i saw the video wasn't that long ago so i sort of almost thought the opposite but i wonder when that video was from but i think it was generally pretty recent ish so maybe i saw like some power team maybe, maybe you, know, you saw the knockoff the beast that's right like yeah jim well, chad <laughs> we're gonna go chad. to baltimore can you just cover <laughs> this little north carolina town well so in um uh in another article that i read about them that I'm trying to make scroll down right now, it talks about the injuries that they sustained. Yeah. And so did you read about that? I remember reading on some of them. Yeah, it was, and that was the whole thing where, you know, people were like, well, I guess God didn't protect them and protect their health. But right. at the same time, in that video I saw, they were talking about how they do things some people have outruled in like the strong man contest because they're right. too dangerous. Right. Um, <laughs> I got, I've got another picture here that I'm going to send you and I just want your honest reaction to what you think this looks like he's doing. And I think you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, but let's see. So, so various members at different times had, um, the hot water bottles explode in their face because that was the thing they would blow them up till they burst wow okay so like so um they had okay so here it says they had 20 broken arms over the years seven full knee reconstructions that could just be lifting heavy but that's insurance out the yin yang (laughs) um I don't know. I mean, the knee, how how can you tell? Because they're clearly athletes and doing things with their knees. Um, Let's see. There was one, here it says, there was one feat every member dreaded, the hot water bottle. We'd blow this hot water bottle up until it exploded. And the density and thickness of the rubber, (laughs) you know, it keeps the hot water from scalding your skin. But that's also what makes it hard to blow up. And when they break, it says they slap against faces, tear skin, leave cuts under the eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you sent me this picture. It's yeah. It's two power team guys. And On stage. They look exactly like you would picture. They're both in black track suits that says the power team on the back with like mm-hmm. racing stripes 
Uh, one guy is in a tank top, and he has glasses on, you can tell, while blowing oh. up mm-hmm. this huge hot water bottle that has a butt crack <laughs> on it, like the Kardashian, and his hand is in the scene. Right? <laughs> Middle of the crack. Look like we should not have this in a church setting because it's skin colored. So it's skin colored. It looks like he's just totally talking into her vagina like a microphone. Totally. To put it nicely, it's like the Georgia peach. If anyone's driven through Georgia, (laughs) there's the big peach there, and it looks like a big butt. And and the big butts on every license plate from Georgia too. Yeah, exactly. So that's disgusting. Here, all right, so this is about John Jacobs. Um, It says, the news that their leader was sleeping around and spending money everywhere doesn't seem like a big deal. Whenever something like that came out, I never had any problems swallowing the line that I shouldn't blame God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now who's writing that? So this is part of something that I was reading online, and this was one guy's take on everything. Um, I think it's a blog that he had, and we'll put the link up. And he says, of course, no one in the power team ever said they didn't get injured, and obviously they wouldn't show the injuries on TV because it was supposed to be entertainment. Um, But every Christian leader I ever knew came down incredibly hard on us children for the sin of lying by omission. Uh Uh-huh. And where for... (laughs) And he says, from where I'm sitting, neglecting to mention that the power team needed knee reconstructions <laughs> looks a lot like lying by omission. And I'm sure this wasn't intentional. It's just that none of these men in their 30s thought about how it would look to a bunch of kids watching it. And no one allowed for the way the performances would be used by Christian broadcasters and youth pastors. Right. Um, that's when it said there were no miracles and then news that their leader was sleeping around and spending money everywhere doesn't seem like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, so he says, whenever something like that came out, I never had any problems swallowing the line that I shouldn't blame God and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, life as a Christian was one big battle between the spirit and the flesh, and sometimes the flesh won. I knew that. Sometimes I stole cookies. Sometimes televangelists have sex with prostitutes. <laughs> Same thing. Like, oh. So, and somebody's comment here was, that was a great quote, except it's not the same thing to my wife. <laughs> Whoa. Good one. She gets mad when I take the cookies. Um, Yeah. So the question then he says is, what's which one is it? Do we have a sin nature, or are we transformed by the saving grace of the Holy Spirit? So it goes both ways. It does, and you have to justify both. True, you do, and that's the thing because yeah, I heard that the the leader had all these transgressions, and then I don't know if you remember. Okay, there was money, and that went missing or misspent or spent on the wrong things or something. And that's when there was an altercation. So take these two track-suited guys (laughs) in a room, you know, the, the guy in command and the second guy, and there was an altercation, and one beat up the other one. Ow. I know. <laughs> At and least they knew what they were doing. That's right. One broke a bat behind his back. 
<laughs> he kept hitting him with a bat, but it just snapped in half. <laughs> and so, you know, it was definitely going into all these things that you see happen with business partners anyway, plus right. a little violence. And that's <laughs> when I think the first breakoff group happened. The second in command went and started, I think it was the impact team. So I happened to click on, I watched a full video of the power team on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then I clicked on the impact team. Mm -hmm. Impact team was sharper. They didn't seem as awkward. They were younger one of the guys had been in the NFL, so obviously they were running things in a, a little better, attracting higher, you know, employees. And maybe then, that's what I saw that made me think they were more slick. Were they in a school or a church? I don't remember. Oh, it's okay. all blending together. I know because they all <laughs> along with the things thing. that I'm making up in my brain about <laughs> being in a in a high school assembly. <laughs> So they did the exact same thing. So I watched the first one. Then the second one was the same thing. Okay, we're going to take this rebar and we're going to break it. We're going to blow up this hot water bottle. So everything that one team did, the other one did. And I think that's where there was like a lawsuit and, you know, the usual infightings ensuing from Christian organizations that um, – Forget about the verses that say not to sue, but who am I? Well, how about not to steal? So this John Jacobs guy, um, you know, there were allegations of him stealing money from the team. Um, it says those were never proven. And then I like that this article says, going from having a supposed $11 million a year in revenue wow. to being broke in such a short stretch of time is fishy, to say the least. <laughs> $11 million is insane. I know. Because the bottom line is they are getting those from churches. And churches are getting that. That's only a tiny percent of what they're getting from the congregation. There's so much Well, and money. they were on TV. And at one point, they were um, guests on T Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, sure. Um, so, so this I also liked. Um, it says, that was... Uh, that was the last straw for the remaining members. Days later, the team released a statement saying it was part, parting ways with its founder. After 27 years, Jacobs was now free to go on with his own life, which at that time meant, quote, living in an apartment, driving a Ford Taurus, and a third marriage. <laughs> I like how that's a slam. You live in an apartment and drive a Ford Taurus. Sorry, but that was a great slam. Oh, gosh. So that's what is unbelievable that, those to us when we were kids were huge highlights when people were visiting and yeah. you'd hear about it for a month, you know, just over and over. You guys, you got to invite your friends. I mean, you will never seen this. You going to be, you know, it's going to blow your minds. And then I wish my mind had been blown. I wish I had seen that in person. You would have been <laughs> really? blown. You would have been blown. But the, the, <laughs> 
interesting part is then when they go to your school, because they're going to be at your church, you almost felt this kind of um, like you had the you inside know, ownership. Track. Yes. Yeah. And the best. Yeah, they're going to be at my church. Yeah. Not yours. If you'd like so. to come, I will show you where I usually sit. Um, which pew? Because I always sit on the left. Because yeah, that's where we're allowed to sit without our parents. <laughs> okay, so in the rest of this article, it says Keen, the number two guy, um, paid back debtors, clearing the name financially, which I like. He transformed the team into a ragtag group of guys trying to rebuild their name. Um, it says part of his clearing of the slate mission was allowing um, an outside secular group of filmmakers access to the group. So there's a documentary of that somewhere. Uh. Um, so it said that he worked the phones, grinding it out, telling church leaders that the hearts of the power team, that they were in the right place. And then he says it's an ongoing process, but I like this. He says, I had a pastor tell me last year that it usually takes 10 years for people to really reset and go forward. Like, I just like the idea of a pastor That's going, right. here's, here's the scandal progression. Right, right. <laughs> you got right. 10 years. <laughs> but so many things happen now, and they just, they get forgotten. Right. It's the same thing. It, they do. And I mean, when you... The fact that Jim Baker is still out there... I know. ...selling, you know... Well, forgiveness is... Bucket. ...a huge, you know, part that you get to participate in my interest yeah. in the power team was not only after they performed that all the scrawny guys in our church were like karate <laughs> chopping bushes and bushes. you know going home to get their louisville slugger and trying to break it and all that but the idea that god can use anyone can push forth this excitement over things that might not be that great, but in the church we think they're amazing. And that's yeah. why they get made fun of by the outside because people outside of church see it as average or below average or ridiculous. But we were very used to praising and applauding things that were average or lacking talent. You know, someone gets up there and sings horribly. Mm -hmm. And the pastor's like, you know, you were really vulnerable and you let God use you. They're getting a standing yeah. ovation. Because yeah. we would see that differently than other people would see it, which is sort of sweet, but it also really skewed who, you know... You're talking about me. I am. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that time you tried to roller skate to oh, Amy Grant's my Baby Baby. <laughs> my solos. <laughs> hey, I already told you about my dance solo, so we're even. Well, they wouldn't have let me do it twice if it were so awful. <laughs> it's, I didn't even know you sang. Did I? Oh, please. Oh, please? Like, were there tickets sold? What? what? Yeah, there were tickets. There were secular tickets sold. But then I also sang um, in the thing when we were at the prison. Oh, I didn't go to the prison. Yeah. You didn't go to the or prison? I don't remember that. Hmm. I wasn't on I that shift. I wonder why. 
Yeah. I don't know why. On that shift. I don't know. But the other thing about the power team that I keep going back to, the whole reason I think they formed is this idea that's in the Bible and gets talked about a lot in church and in hymns and in songs is strength. You know, my God's an awesome God. Um, You know, how big and strong God is and Samson and just all these ideas that, again, are very macho and masculine. Well, one of the other things that I was reading in here is uh, it was nice to spread the message that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to be a bookworm and a nerd with glasses. Okay. We really didn't have many of those. I wish we had more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had one, and I remember he drove to school with, like, one of the most handsome guys in our youth group who uh, he, he, of course, he, this was the kid who tattled on everybody. And he tells me that, um, that his handsome friend who drove him to school kept aspirin in his car to give girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just didn't know like, things, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just in case they had a headache. <laughs> what did they think aspirin did? Oh, God. God. <laughs> if anyone had ever went to a power team exhibition or impact team or any of the other 38 branch off groups you've got to write us and tell us well yeah or write us and just tell us other funny things about your church experience yeah anything that happened related to religion whether it's in the synagogue or um a baha'i temple baha'i temple. <laughs> you can write to us all right at Uh, Go to deconversiontherapypodcast.com, and we have a little place where you can send in your story, five-minute true story. Uh, I didn't tell you. We just got one pop in about five minutes before we started recording. So we get them, and we compile them, and we read them out loud on air. Air. I like that. I know. I don't know really how to say it when you're doing a podcast. On the pod. We, we read it on pod. I know. But that sounds like on the pod. So we Well, that's okay. Do both. Um, Everybody poops. And then also find us on Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Deconversion Therapy. We're on Twitter every once in a while. So you can find us in any of those places. There's a nice group there on Facebook, too. Yes, they are. It's really nice. Yeah. So look us up and say hi, and we might say it back. <laughs> all right. So is that all? That's all I've got. Okay. <laughs> we are bad. Okay. <laughs> and scene. But we just want to leave you with leave you with yep. live, love, laugh. <laughs> No, how should we sign off? Um, we haven't figured it out yet. I was saying bye now, but that doesn't matter. What do you think? I don't know. We I just don't think the word okay is enough. Okay. I know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We can just be like, that's all we've got. Or no, that doesn't sound good. Uh, see you next week, I guess. (laughs) You know, something like that.
Right. Um, I hope you'll please subscribe and rate us, and we'll see you next week. And anything funny that you want to say after that. Do you want to hear the, um, this is the progression of how, when I was researching this, this is how my internet. Well, let's do (laughs) this first, and then I can edit and finish editing. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess we do. We can't leave it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess that's it for this episode. Please subscribe and rate us. That really helps us get seen by others. And we will see you next week. Bye. Don't be a shit pile. (laughs) 